Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 26. Today, we get into the topic of sleep apnea. We'll talk about what it is, what it's not, and when you need to think beyond sleep apnea to avoid harm to you, your loved ones, and your colleagues. So what has me thinking about sleep apnea? It was just an experience I had last week. See, I had gone to bed late, not meaning to, of course, I try to have good sleep hygiene, but every once in a while something comes up like this really compelling documentary and I ended up watching it and staying up later than I would have. But of course, I still had to get up at the same time in the, in the morning. So I ended up being, you know, tired through the day and, uh, and I saw a friend later on in the day and, uh, and, I, and I told her that I was tired and, uh, and I told her the reason why, that I just hadn't gotten enough sleep. And then she said, oh, I just don't ever sleep well. Now, anytime I hear somebody say, I just don't sleep well, it really does make my radar go off because for a long, long time, I was tired and I just believed that that was just how it is, that I was just a person who needed a nap. So when I heard her say, I just don't sleep well, it made me want to kind of ask and get, you know, get to know a little bit more about what she was talking about. So I asked her, you know, why is it that you say you don't sleep well? She told me that she wakes up, um, you know, from her sleep and, and she said, I feel like I'm choking. I I wake up coughing and I just feel like my whole throat is filled up and I can't breathe. That's pretty much a sleep apnea experience right there. So I told her that and she was surprised. She was really surprised to think that she might be dealing with sleep apnea. In fact, many people are surprised when they find out that they may be dealing with sleep apnea. Uh, If you look at the figures, there are 22 million Americans um, that are estimated to have sleep apnea, and 80% of them have no idea that they're dealing with, um, with a problem like sleep apnea. And sleep apnea is a serious problem, and and you do want to make sure that you address it. Uh, We'll get into that in a minute. So I suggested to my friend to consider getting a sleep study. Because it's only when you are able to see what's happening during your sleep that you have a chance of, of fixing it and of being able to get back to healthy uh, restorative sleep, sleep where your, body, where your brain can repair and recharge. But here's a really important thing to know about sleep studies. You can go in for a sleep study 
to check if you have sleep apnea and you can find out that you do indeed do. You can, if you want to hear more on that, you can listen to episode three of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. That's where Christine talks about memory problems that she was dealing with and how she ultimately found out she was dealing with obstructive sleep apnea. You can also listen to episode five, and that's where Lauren talks about the TMJ pain that she dealt with, like debilitating T- uh, TMJ pain. And tiredness where she was so tired she didn't even realize she was tired so both of those are great episodes to listen to but the thing with the sleep study is that if you have sleep apnea that meets the exact criteria um uh that that you know the clinical criteria where you stop um stop breathing where airflow drops below a certain um certain amount and your oxygen saturation level drops below a certain amount for a certain number of of seconds if 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 you meet these very clinical criteria then you'll be diagnosed with sleep apnea just like Christine was and just like Lauren was and luckily they were because by getting um getting that information they were able to correct the problem and now they do get the sleep they need but if you don't meet that exact criteria, you can walk away with a false sense of, um, like a, with a false negative, basically. That's what happened to me. I went in and I got a sleep study and the, the, um, the sleep physician told me that I did not have sleep apnea and that there was nothing that he could do for me, you know, that I didn't need anything. Luckily, I know what I know, and I was able to look at the sleep study and see that I did indeed have a very big challenge getting and staying in deep sleep, and and I was able to, um, you know, do the things that I needed to to correct the problem and get back to healthy restorative sleep. But of course, if you don't know what I know, if you don't happen to be a, a sleep strategist, you could, as I said, walk away with this um, this sense of saying, okay, what I'm feeling is not sleep related, so let me cross that off the list. And then once you do that, you've basically taking taken yourself out of the running for finding a real solution. So that's the challenge with sleep studies. And we'll talk about what to do about that when we get to um, get to the, the second part. You know, to go back to my friends, uh, the conversation with my friend, though, uh, when I mentioned to her uh, this idea of, um, you know, considering a sleep study, she looked about as happy as you would if you found out you needed a root canal. So I really, you know, tried to explain to her why now is really probably one of the most important times to be proactive about your sleep. Um, And that's, you know, for a couple of reasons. One is uh, sleep, healthy sleep is the key to a healthy immune system. If you're not getting the sleep that that you really need, your your brain cannot do the repair and recharge functions and your immune system definitely takes a hit and the last thing you want to do is be setting yourself up now during these times to have anything less than a healthy immune system so that's really one key reason to think about why now is so important to um, you know give your your uh, sleep some consideration and and why it's 
I was, you know, suggesting it to my friends. The second reason too is, is beyond the personal level. Think about work-wise. I have another friend who runs a company and she's dealing with the same kind of challenges that most people are seeing now in terms of employee retention. And if you have, um, you know, if you have employees that may be dealing with sleep problems like sleep apnea or even just the coronasomnia that has become so uh, prevalent now, then you really want to be giving your employees um, the support with their sleeps because a rested employee is a productive employee and they're an employee that stays with you because they're feeling, uh, you know, they're just a happier employee uh, and they'll stay with you longer because they are, um, you know, in, in a better mental and emotional state and enjoying their work more. So those are like really two reasons, you know, why now is so important. Um, You can actually listen to uh, episode 21 where I interviewed Lisa L. Levy, where she talked about, you know, why now is a critical time. Basically, we're already dealing with so much disruption and embracing sleep is the the number one thing to do in order to uh, be able to not only survive during these times, but to thrive. Okay, so with that said, let's get, go ahead and get into, um, you know, what, what you can do. So first thing, first and foremost, is always just get a baseline on how you're feeling. You know, like my friend mentioned, I just don't sleep well. So rather than just accepting that, say, wait a second, you know, I should be able to sleep well. Let me figure out why I'm not. Or even in my case, where I I just felt like I'm just the kind of person that needs a nap every day. I just accepted that that's what it was. And it wasn't really that. So uh, checking with how you're feeling. And if you're not waking up feeling rested, and if you're not going through the day with the energy that you need to do what what you have to do that day, you know, the, the physical energy, the mental energy, the emotional energy, then um, really think about your sleep. It's like what we say here on the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast all the time. Use the XYZ formula, right? If you have problem X, whatever it may be, ask why and make your primary suspect your Z's, your sleep, because there really are so many people that are dealing with the sleep problem. And that's the thing to know too, right? We're talking about sleep apnea, but remember sleep apnea is the end of a range of sleep problems, right? On one end, you have healthy sleep. On the other end, you have clinical sleep apnea. And in between there, there's a huge range of of, uh, sleep challenges while you're sort of marching your way to sleep apnea. So if you're not feeling great, then use the XYZ formula. If you um, do decide that you're going to get a sleep study done, then the thing to do is vet the center. Call them and ask them what sleep criteria, I'm sorry, what, what criteria they use for sleep apnea. If they tell you that they look strictly at the oxygen desaturation levels, then um, you might want to consider another center 
that also looks at um, interruptions in sleep. Um, and that goes beyond just the oxygen desaturation level. If you look at the, the research now and, and what the, what's coming out in the field of sleep medicine, they're actually seeing that there are four types, you know, what they call phenotypes, the kind where you'll actually see the desaturation in oxygen. And then there are other ones where you won't necessarily see that. So you could have a sleep problem, uh, like a clinical level sleep problem, but not see it if the center is not looking beyond that oxygen desaturation. So that's a really important thing to do is if you decide to get the test, then vet the center. Or if you just really decide that, you know, you're just not feeling great, don't accept that you may not have a sleep problem. Again, this so prevalent. Sleep problems are so prevalent, especially in this modern world. Um, so just don't, don't accept it and keep, seek out um, people who really specialize in this field that can help you uh, figure it out. Also, uh, look at the, um, the range of symptoms that, that go with it. There, there are many, many things that happen in, in the body before you would get to a clinical sleep apnea diagnosis. So look and see, are you dealing with those random um, kinds of things? You, it may be tiredness, right? You may experience tiredness, but you don't necessarily have to. One in four people that are diagnosed with sleep apnea do not actually feel tired during the day. Those are generally the people that are um, edging, you know, getting closer and closer to uh, adrenal fatigue, though, because they're running on, um, on adrenaline all the time, you know, caffeine, adrenaline, high energy. A lot of times it can be your type A personality that would fall into that category. So what do you do if you want to find out, are you showing the signs of counterfeit sleep or is somebody that you're concerned about showing the signs? Well, go ahead and take the, the counterfeit sleep assessment uh, on the, at the website. Uh, it'll help you see what your risk for counterfeit sleep is because there's a wide range of problems that crop up, you know, things like um, anxiety, um, you know, even depression, those are all very related to sleep problems. You can have IBS, even fertility problems, or in men, erectile dysfunction. All of these things go hand in hand with sleep problems. And again, it doesn't have to be at the clinical sleep apnea level yet. You may be somewhere in between healthy sleep and clinical sleep apnea, and your body is showing you the signs that it's um, that the brain is not getting to repair and recharge at night. So the bottom line is, as we said, check in with how you're feeling, you know, using the XYZ formula, ask yourself if you have problem X, ask yourself why, and make your Z's your primary suspect. You can go and get a test, a sleep study, or uh, the PSG as it's commonly called, a polysomnograph. If you do decide to get a test, vet the center to make sure that they're looking beyond the oxygen um, desaturation levels in the blood. And, um, and then and really be proactive, whatever you're feeling, um, look into it, you know, and, and if you want to get the best sense of what your risk of counterfeit sleep is, go ahead and take the assessment. Now is the time because there's never been 
a more important time to have a healthy immune system and getting getting rid of counterfeit sleep and getting back to healthy sleep is the key when it comes to having a healthy immune system. So when it comes to sleep apnea, remember this. It's very prevalent and it's very underdiagnosed. But there's good news because long before you get to a state of clinical sleep apnea, your body is showing you signs. The important thing to do then is to know those signs. How can you find out? Go to counterfeitsleep.com and take the assessment. It will tell you your risk of counterfeit sleep. And if you want to do an assessment of your workplace, reach out and we'll get that set up. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>